What do you do when it seems like the world around you is out of control? How do you survive when there's no safe place to hide? What do you do when your sense of fear increases and your confidence fades? It's during times like these we wonder, where is God? And can we trust that He is still there? Hey, well, good morning and welcome to Hope Church. We are so glad that you are watching with us today. If it's your first time visiting Hope Church, we want you to know that you are welcomed and you are wanted here. When the doors open back up, we wanna invite you to come visit with us. We can't wait to hug you and to high five you or whatever is appropriate when you get here. If you're watching with your family members or friends, would you give them a Hope High Five, someone that you're watching with the Hope High Five, or maybe in the comments down below, you wanna give the high five emoji or hug someone around you. We are glad that you're here today. If you're brand new to Hope Church, we wanna invite you to go over to our website, hopewintergarden.com and click on I'm new. And would you fill out a connect card? We would love to be able to connect with you, we wanna be able to welcome you in to being a part of the journey with us that we call life. And man, we're really glad that you are joining with us today. Hey, mom, happy Mother's Day. Hopefully you know now, by now it's morning time and you know it's Mother's Day. If you did not get your mom a gift, I'm sorry, I just let the cat out of the bag that it was Mother's Day. You can run to your bedroom really, really quick and take out a piece of paper and write one of those happy Mother's Day cards. I think that may work, seeing as that some of the stores still aren't open yet. Or maybe you need to take your phone out while you're watching on your, your TV or on your computer and get her an electronic gift card. But your mom wants a gift on Mother's Day. Mom, I love you. My mom is one of the best moms ever. I know my mom is watching because she's been watching me my whole entire life. And so if anyone's watching, I know for sure my mom is watching today. I love you, mom. Happy, happy Mother's Day. Hey, we've had a great week this week. I hope you've had a good week this week. Uh, we started our Zoom nights this past week. And this past week, we had our parenting in a pandemic a Zoom call. And so Pastor Brian and Shannon Moore out in, out in Cross Point, out in California, joined with us on this night. And we had over 30 people join on this call today, on this call, just to hang out and to learn how to be better parents. And we all can use some parenting advice. I mean, you, you, can, you could use some parenting advice. If you, I can prove to you that you need some parenting advice. If your kids are watching around you, ask your kid, hey, do I need some parenting advice? And they'll let you know, hey, yeah, mom, dad, you need some parenting advice. And if you're married, here's what I know if you're married. You need some marriage advice. Every marriage I know needs some marriage advice or you need some marriage re reminders. So we wanna invite you on in just two days, Tuesday at 9 p.m., we wanna invite you to marriage quarantine style, marriage quarantine style. We all could use some pointers and we have Pastor Eddie and Cindy Lyons from Springfield, Missouri. They're gonna be with us on this call. They've been married for over 36 years. Come on, you should be clapping in your seat wherever it is you're watching today. 36 years is a really, really long time. So you can register by going to hopewintergarden.com, click on events, and when you get there, just click on marriage quarantine style. We wanna make sure you register because when you register, you get yourself an opportunity to get a gift. And who doesn't like a gift? If you're married today, um, you can get this for a gift for your wife. This will count as a gift, I think, for Mother's Day. Marriage quarantine style, this Tuesday at 9 p.m. on Zoom. We do not want you to miss it. Hey, we started a brand new series last week 
called Esther. If you didn't get a chance to watch it, we want to invite you to go over and watch it on Spotify. You can watch it on YouTube. You can go back to Facebook last week and you can watch it there, Facebook or YouTube or Spotify. We'd love for you to catch up with us. We've invited you to read this also. You can take out your Bible and you can read through the book of Esther. There is so much good stuff in Esther that we won't be able to get it all in in our five weeks together going through this book. But every May, we go through a book of the Bible, and Esther is an incredible book because in Esther, there's only two books in the Bible named after a woman. One book is Ruth, and the other is, is Esther. And so that's a very unique thing about this book. The other unique thing about this book in the Bible also is that God is not mentioned not even one time in the book, but just because his name is not mentioned, it does not mean that God is not all the way through the book of Esther. You know, God isn't just through the book of Esther. God is for the book of Genesis all the way through the book of Revelation. And I want to let you know that God wants to be a part of your life too. God is, just not, God is just not in Esther. God wants to be in you. God's not just in me, but God wants to be in me and he wants to be in you. God can be in all places at all times. God wants to be a part of your life like he was a part of Esther's story. God wants to be a part of your story. So if you weren't watching with us last week, Last week, King Xerxes, one of the richest guys ever to live, he, he ruled over 127 provinces. He's the king at this time. And as he's the king, he throws a big party. Everybody gets wasted. Everybody gets drunk. He invites his wife to come in to parade herself around. And the wife said, no, I'm not coming. And he gets upset and he takes the crown off of his wife's head and says, go back to being normal. You're not going to be the queen no more. And he made a competition like Bachelor and Bachelorette, he made a competition to find the most beautifulest woman in the area, and he comes across this lady named Esther. Now, what you need to know about Esther is Esther's a Jewish girl, and we are in a time where these people, they're not accepted in their own, in their own area. But Esther becomes queen. She hides her identity. She's beautiful, the Bible says. She's incredible. And King Xerxes says, I choose you. And so now we see her as queen, and we're going to pick up the story today in Esther chapter 4. When Mordecai learned about all that had been done, <clears throat> he tore his clothes. He put on burlap ashes and went out into the city crying with a loud and bitter wail. Now you're probably thinking what happened between last week when the party happens and Esther becomes queen to what happens just a couple chapters later. So here's what happened this guy, there's a guy in the story by the name of Haman, and he is King Xerxes' right hand man. And Haman does not like the Jewish people. I don't even think Haman liked a lot of people. I'm not even sure if Haman even liked himself. So he made a decree to just get rid of all of the Jewish people, and that's the plan. Mordecai finds out about it, and he begins to cry and to mourn, puts on the burlap coat and the ashes on his forehead, and he begins to mourn because he's sad because all of his people are in this town, and this king, or this king's assistant, wants to kill all these people, all of his family, all of his friends, his community, his community group. He went as far as the gate of the palace, for no one was allowed to enter the palace gate while wearing clothes of mourning. As news of the king's decree reached all the provinces, there was a great mourning 
among the Jews. They fasted, they cried, they wailed, and many people lay in burlap and ashes. I mean, everyone is sad. So it started just in the little area there, in the small community, in their small town, their small city, and it began to spread all throughout all the provinces, all the provinces, and all the Jews now are completely sad, and now they're all mourning and crying, and they're worried. We know what worry is like. We've been in a season of, of worry. We've been in a season of anxiety and fear. We've been in that season as, our, as, our, as we've been in this quarantine season. And that's where we find all the Jewish people in this time. Verse 4 says this, When Queen Esther's maids and eunuchs came and told her about Mordecai, she was deeply distressed. She sent clothing to him to replace the burlap, but he refused it. Now, if you didn't remember from last week, Esther is Mordecai is Esther's uncle. And so she finds out the, 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 the Queen Esther, her people are out and about, and they see Esther, they see Mordecai, and they go to the queen and say, Mordecai is very sad. Meanwhile, Esther's inside of the palace. She doesn't know all that's going on. So she sends him clothes, and he didn't want it. You can tell, um, I, I know for me, if I was Mordecai, I would have accepted the free clothes because I'm a gift guy and I like clothes. Verse 5 says this. Then Esther sent for Hathak, one of the king's eunuchs, who had been appointed as her attendant. She ordered him to go to Mordecai and find out what was the problem, why he was in mourning. Verse 6 says this. So Hathak went out to Mordecai in the square in front of the palace gate. Mordecai told him the whole story, including the exact amount of money Haman had promised to pay into the royal treasury for the destruction of all of the Jews. I mean, now that she's getting the information, Mordecai gave Hathak a copy of the decree issued in Susa that called for the death of all the Jews. Like, all the Jews are going to die. He asked Hathak to show it to Esther and explain the situation to her. He also asked Hathak to direct her to go to the king to beg for mercy and plead for her people. So Hathak returned to Esther with Mordecai's message. Then Esther told Hathak to go back and relay this message to Mordecai. So now they're doing a, like a little go back and forth. You take this letter. Now you take this letter. Now you take this letter. And I hope by now you've sent somebody a letter in quarantine because I've asked you a lot of times to encourage someone. And so he says, hey, tell them what happened. So Mordecai tells Hathak, go tell Esther what happened. Hathak gets to Esther. And now he says, hey, you take this letter and send it back to Mordecai. All the king's officials and even the people in the province know that anyone who appears before the king in his inner court without being invited, is doomed to die unless the king holds out his gold scepter and the king has not called for me to come to him until 40 days, 30 days. So Hathak gave Esther's message to Mordecai. I mean, they're going back and forth. He's like, hey, you need to go to the king and you need to give us some help. We need your help, Esther. Esther, you're in the palace for a reason. Like, you need to help us out. Esther sent a letter back to Mordecai. Mordecai, if I go see the king without being summoned, I'm going to die. This will not be a good situation for me and it will not be a good situation for anybody. So Athak gave Esther's message to Mordecai. Mordecai sent this reply to Esther. <clears throat> Don't think for a single moment told you guys just a few moments ago when we got started, timing is everything. Nudge your neighbor. Timing is everything. Wherever you're watching, timing is everything. Mordecai says to Esther, Esther, don't think for one moment because you're in the palace that you will escape when all of the other Jews are killed. Hey, Esther, Uncle Mordecai is telling you this is serious business. Don't think for one moment when King says we're going to kill all the Jewish people 
Don't think that you're going to escape. You, you will be caught. They will get you and they will destroy. They will, find, they will find you out. Verse 14 says this. If you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place, but you and your relatives will die. I mean, we're going to die. If you don't help us, we're going to die. But more importantly, if you don't step up, Esther, God will use somebody else, Esther. God can use somebody else. The message for you and I today is that God wants to use us, but if he doesn't use me, he will use somebody else. And the last part of that verse says this, who knows if perhaps, who knows just perhaps, Esther, you were made queen for such a time as this timing is everything. Esther, Mordecai says, Esther, Esther, maybe you were queen for right, right now. Right now, you're the reason why you were made queen. Like, who knows? Like, God, God could use you in an incredible way. Like, now is your time, Esther, to do what you're supposed to do. So I want to I give you three things I think will help you that will help me today because we're in the story. Not only are we in the story, but God is in the story. Who, who knows, just perhaps, Esther, just, just maybe, Esther, you were made queen for this time right now. Here's the first thing you need to know for, for this season, for this time. It's time to play your part. Tell your neighbor, it is time to play your part. Write it down, take a picture of the screen, do a screen grab. It's time to play your part. It's time for you and I to play our part. It was time for Esther to play her part and it was time for her to listen to Uncle Mordecai and Uncle Mordecai had to play her part. And not only did Mordecai have to play his part, not only did Esther have to play her part, but their servants, they had to play their part. I went golfing this week. I don't want to tell you that, but I went golfing this week and there's three clubs in the golf bag that are three kind of sections of, of golf clubs in the golf bag. There's the driver and that's what the golf club that you use on the tee box. And usually the driver, you're supposed to hit your driver the farthest. That's what the driver. The next set of clubs in the, in the golf bag are your irons. And usually it's a two iron all the way down to a pitching wedge, to a sand wedge, to a lob wedge. There's irons and then there's a putter. So I was out golfing with some friends of mine this week, some, some, some guys I know, and I was golfing with my dad, and it's probably been a decade since I golfed with my dad, and we were playing a competition against some other people, and I don't know if we won or not. I think we did, but they said we didn't, but it doesn't matter. That's, that's, that's not a part of the story. We're out golfing, and I, I was out there, and I was telling the guys, I'm so sorry that my drives have been terrible. My dad said this, hey, just play your part. I, I wasn't driving good. I wasn't hitting my irons good, but I was making some putts. I was putting pretty good. And my dad said, hey, just, it's time to play your part. I want to encourage you today. It is time for you to play your part. You have a part to play. I have a part to play. God has a part to play. We all have a part to play. Here's what I know. God can do what you can't do. God can do what I can't do. Here's also what I know. I can't do what you can do, and you can't do what I can do. But you have to play your part. It is time to play your part. I remember growing up, my dad used to say to me this, hey, Wes, they call me Bubba back then. Hey, talk is cheap. I heard someone say this week, I can't remember if I heard a long time ago if it was this week, but here's what I need, you need to know. Don't talk about it 
Be about it. Don't talk about it. Be about it. It is time to play your part, Esther. It is time to play your part, Mordecai. It is time to play your part, West Beecham. Here's the second thing. Your time won't last forever. Hey, friend, your time, your time won't last forever. You, wouldn't, you, wouldn't, you haven't been given an indefinite amount of time. There's a poem called The Dash, and on your tombstone, when you die one day, there'll be four numbers, there'll be a little dash, and there'll be four more numbers, and all you have is that little dash. Your time won't last forever. Esther had to move quickly. It was time for Esther to move. Esther had to move right then. Mordecai gave her a message, and Mordecai had to move right then. Esther had to move right then. And your time won't last forever. My time won't last forever. It's time to play your part, because your part and your time, it will not last forever. James chapter 4, verse 14 says, your life is a vapor. You are here today, and you're gone tomorrow. Hey, you need to play your part, and you need to play your part quickly. Your Friends need you to move quickly. Your family needs you to move quickly. And hey, more importantly, Jesus needs you to move quickly. You know, we're not going to be in quarantine forever. We're not going to be in this pandemic forever. You need to move quickly right now. There's somebody out there that needs you to move quickly. Hey, you can give now. You should give quickly. You can give now. If you have the ability to give right now, you can give. You know this, we've already given away and provided over 10,000 meals already. But here's what God told me this week. I believe we can give 10,000 more. I don't know if you're with me on that tonight if you or this morning, whatever you're watching, you can hit the heart button. I believe that we did 10,000, but I believe we and you and me, we can give 10,000 more. Let's not give 10,000 meals on quarantine. Let's give 20,000. Meals. It's your time to give. Maybe you've never given before. It's your time to give, and you need to give now. Some of you guys, you need to start serving now. You need to reach out to your church and say, hey, when the doors are open, I'm going to serve. But some of you, you don't need to wait that long. You need to go to your next-door neighbor and say, how can I serve you? You need to go to your mom and dad. Some kid watching with their mom today, you need to go to your mom and your dad and say, how can I serve you? Some of you guys that are married today, you need to go to your spouse and say, how can I serve you? You can grow now. You can give now, you can serve now, and you can grow now. Now is your time to grow. Someone out there needs to pick up their Bible, and they need to start reading it. If you read this Bible, it will read you. If you get in this, it will get in you. If it gets in you, it will come out of you. Now is your time to grow. Some of you guys need to grow. You need to start reading the Bible. Some of you guys need to start praying more. Some of you guys need to start fasting maybe. You can grow now, and now you can bring somebody. The easiest thing that you can do, that we all can do, is we all can bring somebody to the table. It's as simple as sharing a video now. It's as simple as reposting a an, Im an image on Instagram or reposting an image on Facebook. We all can bring somebody to the table now so God can save them and change their life forever. It's time to play your part. Your time won't last forever. Hey, did you know this? You've been given a gift. You've been given a gift. Can I ask you a question today? Are you using that gift? It is time for you to use your gift. You know, I believe this. You don't have to believe this if you don't want to, but I believe you have to use it or you're going to lose it. In this story, Mordecai says to Esther, Esther, if you won't use your gift, God will use somebody else. 
God is going to use somebody else. I told you last week that out of the lineage of Esther came the Savior of the world. His name is Jesus. And God tells, God tells Mordecai, Mordecai tells Esther, hey, Esther, if you don't play your part, somebody else will play your part. I want to encourage you, wherever you're watching at today, you need to use your gift. You've been given a gift. Use your gift. You can give. You can serve. You can grow. You can bring somebody do you want God to use you? And here's the third thing, lastly. And I don't know if it's more, most importantly, but it says important. Every part is important. It's time to play your part. Your time won't last forever. And every single part is important. Esther's part was to talk to the king. That was her part. Mordecai couldn't talk to the king. Mordecai had the information, though. Mordecai was the, was the info guy. He was the intel guy. He had to play his part. The, 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 the servants of, of Mordecai and, and Esther, they had to go back and forth. The messenger, his part was important. Did you know this today? <clears throat> your part is important. If you don't do your part, the Bible says that the church is this beautiful mosaic and all the parts work together. Some of the hands and some of the feet and, and some, of the, some of the heart and some of the mind and, and some of the ears and some of the eyes. Like the, the church is this beautiful mosaic and we all have a part to play and every single part is important. Did you know this? You're a 10 at something. I can only do what I can do. You can only do, I, I gotta play my part. You have to play your part. And because Esther plays her part, spoiler alert, the king invites her in and, and she, Esther does exactly what Mordecai, Esther does exactly what Mordecai told her. You gotta be obedient, I gotta be obedient. If you start playing your part, and if you start playing your part and, and you start executing your part, it'll just, you just gotta be doing what God has told you. You just gotta be obedient. But it's, your part is important. Mordecai played her part, Esther played her part. My question for you today is, are you gonna play your part. You know, there's another part of the story we told you that, you know, the name God is not mentioned in the story, but we do know this, God is in the story. You know, Jesus played a part in your life. Jesus played a part in all of humanity. And the part that Jesus played was dying on the cross for your sins and for my, my sins. Jesus had to play his part. Now in that story, you, there's a part for you to play. You know, if you want salvation, you want the free gift, if you, if you want to embrace what Jesus on the cross, you, you have to invite Jesus to be a part of your life. You have a part to play in your salvation. You know, Jesus, I told you last week that God's plan for everybody is for them to be saved, for them to accept the free gift of salvation. So here's the part of the story in the book of Esther where Jesus is telling you and I, hey, he's here. Now's your time to be saved. And I want to give you an opportunity right now to accept Christ as your Savior. Every week we've been giving you an opportunity to ask Christ to be your Savior. And it's not getting old for me, and hopefully it's not getting old for you, because we do this because we want people to be saved. It's your time. You're the, it's your time to be saved. Now, today is your day. Jesus on the cross for your sins so that you could have the free gift of salvation. Every week we've said salvation is, we've been giving you the ABCs of salvation. Letter A, you have to admit that you've done wrong. Every single one of us have done wrong. You have to admit that today. You have to admit that you've done wrong. I've done wrong. Romans 3.23 says we've all sinned. Esther did wrong. The king did wrong. Mordecai had done wrong. We've all done wrong. We've all missed the mark. We've all sinned. The Bible says, let it be that you have to believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and for my sins. You have to believe that he came, he lived a sinless life. He lived a perfect life for you and for me. Then he went to that cross. He took a beating. He, got, he, he was beaten beyond recognition, a crown of thorns on his head. He was nailed to a cross. 
and then he was taken off that cross. He was put into a tomb, and three days later, that tomb rolled again. He was resurrected from the dead, and he lived. And he lives today so that you and I can live. And then letter C, you have to commit your life to Jesus. You have to admit that you've done wrong. You have to believe that he died on the cross for your sins. And letter C, you have to commit your life to Jesus. Do you want to do that today? Now is your time. It, time means everything. Right now, this is the time for you to accept Christ as your Savior. Let, I'm going to invite you to bow your head and close your eyes. And I want to help you ask Jesus to be your Savior. Right there where you're at, just bow your head and close your eyes. Say, Dear Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that I've done wrong. But today, I believe that you died on the cross for me and all of my sins. I believe that today. Let her see, Jesus, I'm committing my life to you. I confess all of my sins. Lord, I believe in my heart. I'm confessing with my mouth that I want to be saved today. I want to be saved today, God. Please save me. Please change me. Please make me new. Be my leader. Be my guide. And help me to follow you with my life. Jesus, thank you for saving me. Amen. Hey, that's my favorite part. I love that very part. The last part of the prayer was saying, thank you for saving me. Hey, if you gave your life to Christ today, we are rejoicing. We are excited. The Bible says that when someone gives their life to Christ and they, and they confess their sins and commit their life to Jesus, that the angels in heaven are throwing an incredible party. And so today we are excited with you. We would love to celebrate that with you. If you would go to hopewintergarden.com and you would click on Know God, there's way more information there. And we'd love for you to read that information. If you have any questions or if you gave your life to Christ today, you can email us at info at hopewintergarden.com. You can message us on Instagram or Facebook, wherever it is that you're watching at today, because we want to be able to celebrate with you and we want to send you some information on helping you grow in your new relationship with Jesus. Thank you for going all in with Jesus because he went all in for you. Hey, thank you so much for hanging out with us this morning. We can't wait for next week. We want to remind you, don't forget, it is Mother's Day and we love our moms. Thank you for joining us today. We will see you next week. Hope Church, one of our core values is that we are generous. Because of your generosity, we have been able to feed thousands of meals across our city and even help others around the world. Thank you so much, Hope Church, for continuing to be generous in these hard times. We believe the best is yet to come, and we hope you feel God's love stronger today than ever before. Thanks for joining us, and have a great week.